Are you tired of feeling stuck in a cycle of scarcity, knowing deep down that you're destined for so much more? Do you yearn to elevate your wealth and manifest a life overflowing with abundance? Well, get ready to embark on a transformational journey because the free Money Mindset Workshop is back and better than ever. Mark your calendars for Friday, May the 31st at 6pm UK time, where we'll be diving into the secrets of unlocking all that prosperity. If you can't make it live, no worries. You'll still have access to the replay so you won't miss a single nugget of wisdom. So why should you join me for this life-changing free workshop? Firstly, we're going to shake off those limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that have been holding you back. It's time to break free and unleash the full potential of your money mindset. Then we'll be talking about manifesting wealth and success like never before. So say goodbye to just dreaming and hello to turning those dreams into tangible realities. And let's not forget about the cash flow because we're going to explore all the ways that money can flow into your life, enriching it beyond measure. Some of you might be wondering, does mindset really work? Absolutely. This workshop will serve as your guide and light, showing you how mindset shapes your reality and empowers you to actively pursue your goals. So whether you're a newbie to positive money mindset or a seasoned pro, this workshop is designed for you. If you're ready to see a significant transformation in your wealth and you're eager to embrace new techniques for inviting prosperity into your life, then you belong here. So what's on the agenda? We've got a 90-minute interactive session where we'll tackle those limiting beliefs head-on and uncover the abundance waiting to be embraced. Just imagine, instead of struggling, you could manifest money faster easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi. 
Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. I hope that you're all well. Um, This week I've got a really exciting episode for you because I've got a guest on the show. It's been a few weeks, but woohoo. So this week I'm talking to Claire Kenny from My 40 Plus Life. So Claire, just before we get started, would you mind telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, lovely to be here. Good morning. Um, I'm Claire. I'm a 40 plus blogger. Um, I kind of label myself a 40 plus blogger because I didn't start blogging until I was, uh, I think I was 42. Um, And I'm really excited about writing. I never lose my excitement for blogging. I'm 46 now, so I'm getting quite ancient. But um, I really (laughs) enjoy uh, just writing about all my experiences as a 40 plus woman. And I'm trying to be a little bit of an antidote to a lot of the sort of posturing and grandiosity that we see on social media that can leave us feeling just a little bit crappy about ourselves sometimes. So yeah. I just try and embrace the joy to be found in the ordinary and in real life and be as relatable as possible. That's brilliant. And your blog, My 40 Plus Life, it's full of stories about like everyday things like weight loss, the dating scene, self-love, self-trust, exercise, pets, even down to positivity and mindset. So how did that all come about for you? Like how did the blog come about? Well, I had to, it was born out of quite a bad time really for me. So um, I got divorced when I was 30, 30 I was separated from my husband when I was 39. And uh, I was initially thriving, really. Once I'd kind of processed it and grieved for the marriage, I came out of the other side of it um, in my early 40s and felt really good, sort of found myself again. And then I kind of just, I couldn't shake this feeling that there was something missing. Mm. Um, I, I tied everything up in finding a partner. I was like, I'll, I'll feel okay when I have a partner. And of course, that's not healthy. You have yeah. to sort of fill yourself up before you can... I guess, fill someone else up. Um, and I was just kind of searching for, you know, why do I feel everything's like, and why don't I feel <laughs> positive? So it got that bad that I just kind of thought, right, I've, I'm going to go on a mission here. I'm going to build myself up and I'm going to be happy again. And that's kind of what I did. And blogging was, it came out, it, it came um, from the pandemic, actually. It was busier than I'd ever been. I was working stupid hours, but blogging on top of that it gave me a bit of an escape it gave me a purpose wasn't actually going to share any of my writing at first and um, but I just started getting really really passionate about it and from there filled with more enthusiasm than I've ever felt and I feel genuinely happy I still haven't found a partner <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I've had a few few blips, but nothing nothing lasting. Um, but I just feel honestly happier in my forties than I've ever been, and I want to really try and spread that formula that I use. Not that I'm a life coach or anything, because I'm really not. Like, heaven forbid. Uh, but I just want to share that positive message with people that actually, even if you're single, you know, and you're in your late forties, you can still be really bloody happy. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I'm 35, so I'm almost there. <laughs> but I know what you mean, because like, and especially with the pandemic and things when you were talking, it's like that escapism as well. You just needed something to like, yeah. to to get your teeth into kind of thing. And I remember yeah. you launching your blog, and I'm sure it was the very first day of Boris telling us in the UK that, you know, you must stay home and all that. But was it? I believe... 
yeah, I think off the top oh of my, my head, gosh. it was March. It was March the fourteenth, twenty twenty, and I remember reading it. And you mentioned in your first post that you were quite spiritual, and obviously that got me straight away. So I was hooked straight away, and I was like reading through it, and I was like, I didn't realize this about you because just for like context, me and Claire worked in the NHS together. Um, I think we've only met a couple of times, haven't we? We mm-hmm. met once in Leeds and once um up in Durham. Um. But yeah, we've worked together, but it's weird because you don't realize that someone's like open to that kind of conversation when you're working in the NHS, do you? Because we're doing everything by the book and stuff. So how did spirituality all come about for you? Was it um, kind of, has it always been there or is it just since the pandemic? No, I don't think it has always been there. Um, I, again, during the pandemic and I'd I'd been through... um, a sort of a breakup and a few other bits and pieces of the pandemic had happened. It just really makes you evaluate things, doesn't it? And I just thought, how do I, as I said, I made a conscious decision to become a more positive person and try and go out and get what I wanted. Didn't even know what I wanted. So that was part of my mission. Identify what it is you want, what makes you happy. Didn't even know. Um, And it was all part of that. I started reading uh, books about it and I've, I should recommend some. I'll follow up. I never remember the name of books, but I'll, <laughs> I'll follow up with a few recommendations if that would help your listeners. Yeah, one of, of course. them was life changing. Things like manifestation, you know, visualization, gratitude, just simple things. And I started sort of pulling together uh, my own framework of spirituality that worked for me. Um, you know, I've got a crystal. It's not on my desk. I'm holding my labradite now, actually. And only <laughs> only your listeners will get that. You know, yeah. if I said that to a normal person, they'd just walk away backwards. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I started looking into crystals and, you know, the different properties they had and things like that. And I have, I've got this little crystal. It's not particularly overwhelming to look at. It's a smoky quartz. And that got me through some really hard times. I used to take it out and in my handbag and hold it if I was feeling like really stressed out or, um, you know, in need of comfort. It's really surprising what's out there to help you feel better. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So was that kind of the turning point that light, did you have like a specific light bulb moment or anything? Or was it just kind of a culmination of, okay, I've read this book, I'm dealing with this crystal kind of thing. And then you kind of just come to it being an everyday part of your life. Yeah, I don't think there was a light bulb moment as such. I just gradually realised that the more I did, the better I was feeling. And I think the writing helped as well because that was that's so cathartic, yeah. you know, yeah. sitting and, and I'll, I'll write about an It's my way of processing things. I'll sit and write about an experience and it gets it all out of my system and I can process it and then move on. Um, yeah. So that helped, obviously, as well. But, yeah, I just kind of grew to realise, like, dog walks were a big deal in the lockdown, of course. I'd yeah. go on my uh, quite a long walk at, at tea time every day, and um, I used to talk. Well, I mean, God knows if anyone saw me. I hope they didn't. I used to talk my orderly, universal orderlist out loud up and down the canal, and um, <laughs> and I, I got everything, got everything on my list. Yeah. And I've, I've got a list now of like three or four things all the time. And I can, when I tick them off, it's mm-hmm. really, really powerful. And you think, shit, I didn't just do this because I felt really low. It actually works. Yeah, it does. It's it really, amazing. Really does. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you talk in your blog as well about kind of running, and I know you're a keen runner, more so than me anyway. <laughs> I won't say I'm keen. <laughs> I'm a I was going to say, I run, I, well, yesterday actually at the gym, I went on the treadmill and I did three or four K, and today I can't walk. I mean, that's the first time yeah. I've run, that's the first time I've run in about a year though, so to be fair. <laughs> but do you think... Do you think exercise like running kind of helps you clear, like keep a clear head? And can you tell me a bit more about how this has an effect on your physical as well as your mental well-being as well? Yeah, I think um, any exercise, it doesn't have to be running. It can be walking, swimming, whatever works for you. Um, it, of course, it, you know, it can't not help you mentally, can it? Um, I think any any situation that takes you out of your own head and just puts you in a it's almost a hypnotic state of I've just got to focus on my breathing. Oh, look yeah. how beautiful it is where I'm running. Or, oh, let me have a chat with this person running alongside me. Just takes you away from all the stuff, the hamster wheel in your head, I guess. That's all can always be, that can only be a positive thing. Um, but also, it, running gave me a purpose. It's not something I particularly enjoy. I'm very open about this. Um, but it's given me a structure to my week. It's given me a sort of an anchor point. You know, I've mm. always got a place I can go and see the loveliest people. I've met some really good lifelong friends. Um, and it, it just it's just always something you can go back to when you need it. Yeah, I get that. And I mean, what you were saying there about getting into that hypnotic state as well, because... I think that's what it is for me I get bored when I'm running and I'm like oh it's mm. exercise you get five ten minutes into it and I'm like why did I commit to this mm. and yesterday when I was on the treadmill because I've just joined this new gym and they have like a screen on the treadmill and you can play chess you can play sudoku and stuff like that wow. so that that kept my mind occupied so although I was bouncing up and down and like I was pressing the buttons and stuff and I was playing solitaire and chess and stuff and it really took my mind off it and before I knew it I'd done three or four k and I was like mm. I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't have had like my mind like focused on the running itself. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. And it's quite a magical thing, really, because your mind's up. Your phone's never more than an arm, an arm's length away. Yeah. There's so many distractions everywhere. So to find something that really does take you out of your own head is pretty, pretty important, I think. Yeah. So I know you mentioned there as well that spirituality only recently came around for you, but what did your childhood look like for you in terms of spirituality or religion, like looking back? Religion didn't play a part in, in my childhood really at all. My dad's, um, my dad's a Catholic, but right. we, we never sort of, never really went to church or sort of had mm. any focus on religion really. Um, spirituality, I, I used to get quite anxious as a young person um, I used to be quite superstitious. Um, so if there was ever sort of a, I don't know, a horror story, go, you know, you have like urban myths, things like that, they could really affect me. I, I look back now and I think, God, you, you were quite, you know, quite anxious as a, as a young kid. Um, but other than that, so I had, I probably did have a sort of spiritual beliefs, but not in a positive way. I had nothing right. to counteract that anxiety with. Um I, you know, I would never have known anything about meditation or positive mindset, visualisation, anything like that. And I think it's actually something we should be talking to young people about now that I've seen how it's helped me. Yeah, definitely. I think mental health, um, it's coming to the forefront, isn't it, of the agenda and things. But 
like you say, stuff like that wasn't available. Well, it probably was available when we were younger, but we weren't made aware of it. It's only like when you start doing your own research and things that you start becoming more and more aware of it. So if you could go back and give your childhood, you a piece of advice, what would it be? Would it be around that? Would it be like just kind of look into some self-development or gratitude or things like that? Yeah, I think every single person from, you know, however young they might be should probably be uh, given some insight into the power of a positive mindset, being grateful um, and keeping really strong focus on your goals and, and focusing on the pos- the possibilities. And when you're young, anything is possible. Um, so I think I would probably go back and say, you know, try and stay positive um, and try and ground yourself to into uh, the realities. You know, don't get carried away with something that's probably not going to happen. Just yeah. really focus on staying calm and believing, you know, that, that good will happen because it will. Yeah, yeah. I did a podcast episode on this last week, actually, about how we get into our heads a bit too much and we ruminate. So by worrying and, like, having anxiety and things like that, we're actually going through the situation once in our head and then we have to relive it again when it actually happens. But nine times out of 10, it doesn't happen. So we're going through this and wasting our energy on this mindless fart in our head, basically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because absolutely. we're worried about it. So that these anxious thoughts, we're just wasting all our energy on them. It's just yeah. nice to be present in the moment, isn't it? Do you do yeah. a lot of mindfulness or anything, Claire? Um, I used to um, in the sort of early days. I don't probably do enough now, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I've one of the maybe sad things about um, finding kind of more spiritual uh, ways to be in day-to-day life, I don't listen to music as much anymore. So really? my, no, my car journeys used to be full of Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, <laughs> uh, Cardi B, you know, from time to time, female. Really? I, like female I wouldn't rap. have had you down as a, a Cardi stan. <laughs> I, like, I like rap. But now they're just filled with silence or me you know, doing my gratitude practice. Yeah. People are going to think I'm crazy, but pe- people who don't get it, I know your listeners get it, but people yeah. who don't get it really do. There is a, a real taboo around this stuff, isn't there? Yeah, but yeah, I use my car journeys now for, it's my spiritual portal, my car. <laughs> That's good. I was going to say that you actually acknowledge that though, because it's the first thing I do on a morning, like my little Alexa thing wakes us up and the radio comes on straight away. And it's just because music is a part of my life. Even when I'm sat here in the office, I have music on all day, every day. Mm. I I just love music and it's so uplifting for me, but that is like my clutch kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? But when I'm driving, that is kind of my little spiritual portal as well. But I usually have subliminal audios on. You're not supposed to listen to subliminal audios. I will just put that out there because yeah, you don't want to be falling there. asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> well, I've I haven't got fallen like... asleep, I must have. But yeah. <laughs> but I've listened to them in my car. Yeah. I was gonna say I've got like subliminal audios blasting down the car. And when it's the summer and stuff, I've got the windows down and I'll pull up at the traffic lights next to someone and they must be like thinking, What the hell is he listening to? And it's like ocean waves and like pianos and things and must look like a right nut, but you know, it's just them things, it's what you do, but you segregate that time, don't you? Like to think, well, this is my me time. Yes. So it's weird yeah. when you're actually in the car with someone else because you've got to make conversation and stuff. Oh, God, heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> so can we talk about this retreat, player as well? Because I read on your blog that you went on a retreat. I think it was a couple of years ago now. But I was fascinated because 
I've always wanted to do one of these myself. I've just never had the courage to because they're always full of women, really. And I, I don't want to like put pressure on other women like that. They have to accept a gay man into their circle. Do you know what I mean? But what was it like for you? Because you did something called forest bathing, didn't you? So what did that involve? Well, one thing I've said before I answer that is I, I, I would hate to think that you'd hesitate to go to one of these um, uh, retreats because I, I think the, the kind of person who is attracted to that sort of experience is incredibly inclusive and welcoming yeah. of anyone who would go. So please don't let, you know, the fact that one, you're a man or two, that you're a gay man, put you off at all. Because in my experience, you would have been welcome with open arms. I know I probably would. I think that's just a mindset block for me yeah, that I think no, I'm putting yeah. on to, to other people. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. what and was I, it like for you then? Oh God, I loved it. It was just something that I started a bit of a journey of trying to do things on my own more. Because I think as a single woman and one of my age, you sometimes think, well, I went through a phase where I just I did not want to be out with couples. I hated. I was so hung up about the fact that I hadn't managed to find a, a successful relationship and the only person in a sea of couples just it stopped, put me off going out sometimes. Yeah. And a lot of my other friends um, who were who were single were busy, you know, because people are, aren't they? I thought, well, I'm missing out on life here. So I need to get out and start doing stuff on my own. And a retreat seemed like quite a good place to start. Um, so I just found it online, uh, went along and absolutely loved it. It was in a really beautiful setting in North Yorkshire and got really well looked after from start to finish. Great food, uh, lovely. It was all women again. Yeah. Um, and the forest bathing was the standout activity for me, definitely. So tell me a bit about forest bathing, because I, I I literally had to Google it to find out what it was, because I've never even heard of that before. I've heard of like moon bathing and stuff. But what what mm. did the forest bathing in, involve? I'm not sure where it originates from, actually. I don't know if it's Japan or it might be Scandinavian country. I can't remember. But it's basically all about um, immersing yourself in, I suppose, one of the most beautiful environments on offer, uh, you know, it, everywhere's got a forest I guess wherever you are in the world or most yeah. places have it's beautiful like aesthetically it looks beautiful it's very peaceful um and it just feels quite immersive and it was literally uh, this expert on sort of forest environments and spirituality I guess just talked us through various scenarios where you would find your own little corner of the forest uh, so we were all in a group together uh, but you could separate out and have your own little pocket of peace in this forest you were asked uh, first to close your eyes and just listen and smell. Then it was just focus on what you can see. Then it was focus on what you can touch. And it was literally just sort of a series of moments of silence, really, of just focusing on what was right in front of you. And it was just absolutely wonderful. Me and my sister replicated it as well. We went to Sherwood Forest in the new year. I kind of took her through a bit of a forest bathing scenario and we ended up laid on the floor with our sort of boots off just absolutely loving life listening to the birds and the grounding oh yeah it was just lovely it was a lovely day that actually so yeah i would recommend it to anyone even if you don't do it all in an organized tour just do it yourself I was going to say, I love that, but like all the forests and stuff around here, they're always muddy and stuff whenever I take the dog and I think mm. the lie down, you'd have to do it in the middle of summer, wouldn't you? But it sounds I mean, absolutely amazing. you have to lie down. You could sit there, just sit on a rock. Yeah. You know? uh, There's plenty of like... trees in that over, isn't there, usually, that you can sit on like yeah, the absolutely. logs? I, I climbed a tree on the in the Sherwood one because uh, there were massive trees. You could just 
just a bit of tree hugging. My sister and I just took it too far, like we always do. But the, the actual <laughs> organised one, nobody had to lay down. <laughs> just me and my sister decided to. I might even organise like a Canny Crystals retreat or something. Like I've I've thought for ages. Do you know what I mean about doing like a full moon like retreat or something, yeah. where we can all, all meet up, all go to the beach, do some yoga on the beach, and some mindful movement. Um, do like a. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A crystal cleanse or something in front of yeah. the sea, um, sit around a campfire, that kind of thing. And then like forest bathing and moon bathing and stuff like that like that's all a bit of me do you know what I mean I would love to be able to plan something like that I just need yeah. the the time and the effort to be able to pull something like that off <laughs> yeah I'm sure you could and I would definitely recommend it to your listeners it's worth doing taking a day out to just do all that wonderful healthy stuff fill yeah. yourself up again and, and go back to normal life yeah, I was going to say, you've got to fill yourself up from time to time, haven't you? Like, mm-hmm. you can't keep on giving and giving from an empty cup. No, so, definitely and, not. So, Claire, I know that you're into the law of attraction and manifesting because there's even a blog post on your website about it. So mm-hmm. is that something that you've done at any point in your life where you've had a vision and it's come true? Because I know you were saying earlier about you having a list of things that you've manifested and you're ticking them off and things like that. But is this something that you've done consciously or unconsciously in the past? Or is it something that you're looking back now and you're thinking, I manifested that? I think I've done it in the past and not really known. Uh, I I remember when I was traveling, I wanted to come home and I had a vision of me living in a flat um, in a particular area. And when I, and I applied for a flat and I got, I got almost identically the flat I envisaged myself living in. Um, So, but they're only isolated inc- incidents. I can't really remember any other specific incidents from before I sort of hit my 40s. Um, so, yeah, it's it's very intentional now. Um, and it's just literally a part of my everyday life because it is so powerful. Yeah. And what are your top manifestation tips then? Because I know you've got some of them on your blog as well. But yeah. what are the what are the techniques that work best for you? Well, I think it's like anything. It's a bit of discipline. Um, yeah. So that's why I've had to sort of carve out my car journey time to because you you need to find time in the day to focus on this stuff if it's important to you so be consistent you know at least every two days but every day for me I'll put it out there put what you want out there um and really feel like you've already got it you know to try and build a sense of magic and excitement around it um and then when you do get it it, it just feels wonderful 
does, doesn't it? Mm. So what's on your vision board for the foreseeable future? Like what do the next five years hold for you? What do you want to manifest? Well, I don't really work in sort of finite time frames. I'm not, I'm more of a words person. I'm useless yeah. with numbers. But <laughs> I've got um, my vision board is on the back of one of my wardrobe doors. Right. And it, a lot of it is centered around my writing career because that is just, just lit me up, you know, since I, since I started it and it gives me a lot of purpose and excitement and fulfillment. I have two very specific titles that I want to write for. And in the same month, I'm hoping one of the articles has already come out in Woman and Home magazine. Brilliant. And then Congratulations. The next, thank you. And then the next one is Yorkshire Life magazine. Right. Uh, I'm obsessed with Yorkshire Life magazine. Um, <laughs> and that's on my vision board as well, just the masthead of Yorkshire Life. And I'm hoping my article that I've written for them is coming out this month. It might not, I'm not sure. But um, so there's stuff around that. The stuff around being financially secure and independent and being able to help my daughter, you know, have a good start in life as well. Um, and then just, just generally, there's nothing on there about meeting someone. That was always like the main thing I wanted. Yeah. Not anymore. That'll sort itself out when it sorts itself out. And it's it's just about a general way of life that I want to attain, you know, being able to afford to do what I want to do when I want to do it, be able to travel, eat good food, drink champagne, that kind of, maybe that sounds <laughs> a bit bougie, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's about freedom just to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And there's sort of stuff that depicts that on my vision board. I love that. See, I've got my vision board everywhere and I've got a little space just above my head in my office and I'm going to update my vision board this week and I'm going to stick it up there on the wall so that whenever yeah. I'm in my office, I'm like, this is what I'm aiming for. This is what I'm working towards. Yes. Um, but it's good that you were saying about um, looking for a relationship and things like that and how that'll sort itself out because I've had the same kind of like... This, I've gone through the same kind of thing, basically. I jumped from relationship to relationship from the age of 16 until the age of, I'm trying to do the maths here, until the age of 27. And it wasn't until I literally said, oh, I'm just going to like not look for anyone and just do me kind of thing. And I got braces on to fix my teeth. Um, I got my tattoo sleeve. I started like going to the gym all the time. And that's when I met Johnny and things just happen naturally. And I've been with him for the last eight years now. Mm. We're engaged and do you know what I mean? And it's just like, it happened naturally. And I think the the relationship that I have with Johnny is so effortless because mm. in the past I've been with people that, you know, like the toxic people or yes. that you, you argue and stuff all the time. We've literally had maybe three or four arguments the whole eight years we've been together and they've been over totally irrelevant things. Like it's so effortless. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And that's come about because I've just kind of succumbed to the universe and just let it do its job kind of thing mm. rather than that desperation. Yeah, yeah. Because if you come in at something from a place of desperation, if we do believe that the law of attraction is a thing, well, what are you going to attract from desperation? Yeah. Somebody who wants you for the wrong reasons or exactly. you want them for the wrong reasons. So, yeah, it's interesting, though, isn't it? Because if you if we say we want a relationship, I know you're very happy with Johnny and you settled down. Um, I think it's something that I want. It is something that I want in the future, but I'm not consciously manifesting it putting it yeah. out there putting any effort yeah. into attracting one um so I wonder how that works in terms of manifestation does that mean because people say you find someone when you're not looking so it's an interesting contradiction yeah. I suppose 
yeah i mean i've done a podcast episode about it before in terms of like feng shui and stuff like that because in feng shui they'll tell you to clean out your bedroom for example clean out a drawer that you would like let them put their clothes in sleep on Mm -hmm. one side of the bed uh, make sure that your car's not parking across two spaces that kind of thing so you're intentionally giving the universe hints but you're not intentionally going out there and looking for it you're just letting it do its job and letting it come to you naturally so yeah i guess maybe try something like that yeah (laughs) If I'm bothered enough, I'll yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I need to get my head in gear and maybe work a bit harder at this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just think I'm I'm, I'm so happy that I'm finally because I really did struggle with this. Finally, happy with my life the way it is, regardless of whether there's a bloke sat on the sofa farting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's a great place to be, and I think I'd like to enjoy that a bit longer. Brill. So when we spoke last as well, you told me that Crystal's had, and I quote here, got you through some real shit in your life. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so would you like to elaborate on that? Yes, I will really happily elaborate on that. So I haven't got, oh, I've got my smoky quartz. It's here. It's on my desk. Look at this little insignificant, tiny smoky quartz. <laughs> I can't remember if I bought this or if it was given to me by a lovely woman who uh, did I did Reiki with. Um, I can't remember, but this thing, I read about the meaning of smoky quartz. I think it's supposed to be grounding and soothing. And whenever I felt anxiety, because I have struggled with anxiety, I'm not generally an anxious person, but I'll sometimes have episodes of of anxiety where I'm worrying about a specific thing. Um, This has just really helped me. Um, And it's interesting because I went to uh, like a a spiritual day at at this Reiki practitioner's house that she hosted with about five other women. And we had to swap something that was precious to us and sort of try and read the energies of it. And I took this and I gave it to a, a woman who was sat next to me and she had it spot on. She said, I feel like this is such a personal thing. And I feel like there's a lot of emotion and, and pain attached to it. And it's, I feel like it's, it's some sort of an important uh, crutch for someone. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't believe it. And it's true. So again, you, your listeners, we know, don't we, you know, in this circle, the importance of these things, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, to other people, that's an inanimate object to me. Yeah. It's been a really important part of my, you know, healing journey. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I mean, what you were saying about the listeners get it, but other people don't. Like, Johnny doesn't get it at all. So in mm. he's a graphic designer, and he's got a home office. And when the pandemic hit and stuff like that, he said that he was, like, lagging on creativity. So I put a couple of crystals on his shelf in his office for creativity. And I said, just make sure you cleanse them, like, once a week and set your intentions for five minutes. And he does meditate, but mm. that's about as spiritual as he gets kind of thing. So these crystals have sat there. And the other day I went in and I went, how dusty is this crystal? I was like, you haven't even touched that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They just don't yeah. get it, do they? Like, but no. to me, I was like really helping him out by giving him this creative energy and helping him flourish and things. Mm. But yeah. each to their own anyway. So yeah. what's your favorite crystal then, Claire? Is it that smoky quartz or is it the Labrador? Right, it's got that to be this one. It's got to be this smoky. one. When I was... Um coming from a place of desperation about meeting someone i bought um a uh what's the pink the pink one uh rose quartz rose quartz yes i bought that in a heart shape and i used to take it everywhere with me or maybe i'll meet someone who you know that's not that's not the right way is it to work to use a crystal they just can well, you just have them and they do their thing but 
some people, like, well, most people, should I say, use rose quartz and they think it's going to bring their soulmate to them. And it's not what it does. Rose quartz opens up the heart chakra. So it's actually helping you heal in terms of like self-esteem, self-confidence, self-love. And that's what it's doing. So by doing that, you're then going to attract that love to you. Mm. But I mean, if you were wanting to find your soulmate, I mean, strawberry quartz is the one. Because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Strawberry quartz, <laughs> um, that's the one really, because that's the one that will attract your soulmate to oh. you. Oh, okay. and get them to see different hidden like things about you that you wouldn't mm. have usually put out there but yeah I've never even heard of that have you not mm. oh there's there's a million quarters I mean I'll show you it here this is a strawberry quartz can you see oh that? I love those tower ones yeah yeah that's lovely. gorgeous yeah yeah and just one more um, thing on crystals my sister uh, and my brother-in-law bought me a massive one for Christmas it's absolutely visually stunning what I is don't it? Do you know what? I might show you it, but I won't do it now because it'll sort of disrupt the flow. But I'd love <laughs> to show you it on camera because I'd like you to tell me kind of what you think it is and what the significance Because it's massive. It's a private <laughs> place in my living room. It's beautiful. Oh, I need to see it. Yeah, no, I'll show you. I'll show you it. <laughs> so how, how do you use them daily? Are you just carrying them around or are you meditating with your smoky quartz and things or... Yeah, I don't I don't do much meditation at the moment, although I probably should do more. I have mm. them on my desk a lot of the time because I spend a lot mm. of my life at my desk. I work from yeah. home a lot. I blog at my desk as well because as, yeah. I've got a day job, you know, full-time job. Um, <laughs> so I've got a Labradite um, on my desk, which I've heard is good for sort of ambition and prosperity. I might be wrong there. And I just like looking at it. So while I'm on phone calls, I'll sometimes look and see the lights. It's beautiful. Um, and I have my, my smoky quartz. If I'm really going through something, I feel really worried about something, I'll probably take this smoky quartz with me everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then I have a few crystals on my bedside table, the rose quartz one, and the um, I've got a clear clear crystal. I can't remember what it's called. Is it clear quartz? It might be clear quartz, yeah, because yeah. it looks similar to that. Yeah. There's thousands so, of bloody quarters. <laughs> yeah. I just have them around. I just like to have them around and pick them up occasionally and... Yeah, just enjoy the energies. I was going to say that's the thing. Like, it's not harming anyone, is it? Do you know what I mean? No. Like, a few of my friends have kids and things like that. And they've even just, like, because you can get, like, little amethyst elephants, for example. And when the kids aren't sleeping, they've been putting these amethyst elephants on their bedside table. And it's helping mm. the kids go to sleep. Yes. And I said, at the end of the day, sometimes, like, one of my friends is, like, the, the dad, they're you know their other half the dad of the little child he basically turned around and said oh what's the point of this it's not going to work and stuff and I said but what's the harm well, it's not it harming anyone yeah, it harming looks like anyone. a little ornament do you know what yeah. I mean like the kid's not going to know any different and funnily enough the kid's been sleeping ever since well there you go yeah I exactly I will say about rose quartz though I've tried sleeping like falling asleep a few times with it in my hand and had the strangest and sometimes quite scary dreams so I had to stop having it in my mm. hand and just put it on the table. Oh, that's weird, isn't it? Really, really, yes, vivid, surreal stuff happening when I slept. So I've stopped that. I mean, they do say that your dreams are your mind's way of working through like all your your problems and things like that in your life. So maybe it's just something that you needed to get out of your system to help you on maybe. your self-esteem journey. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? So, Claire, how can people find you uh, if they're wanting to find you online? Um, So, it's Instagram or Facebook, and my handle is at my40plusLife.me. So, either, either I put similar, well, the same content on both platforms. Facebook, I sort of, it's slightly longer form content. 
uh, but it's essentially similar content. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll also pop all of the, the links to your social media in the show notes below as well. So if anyone is wanting to find a Claire online, read through her blog or anything like that, um, you can do so at the links in the show notes below. Claire, just before we go, is there anything else that you'd want to plug? Yeah, do you know what? I had an idea over the weekend and I would like to plug this actually because it may okay. sort of appeal to some of your listeners. Uh, it, it depends when this goes out, to be honest. But um, I, I'm alone at home on a Saturday night quite regularly and that's the way I like it. I'm very busy through the week. Uh, my daughter goes to her dad's at the weekend and I, I'll have the house to myself on Saturday. And um, I used to hate it and think, oh, I should be out, I should should be doing this, should be doing that. And now it's my sort of haven. So I know it's the night most people go out, but for me, I enjoy being at home, chilling out, you know, loving life. Uh, but it's occurred to me that not everybody feels that way. You know, they might be feel stuck at home. So what I thought on Saturday night as I was cooking my meal for one is why don't I do something on a Saturday night virtually that just gives people a space to come together and have a bit of company? So this from this Saturday, I'm doing something called Hashtag Solo Saturday. It's only for half an hour at first. It's an Instagram live. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a space. Every, 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 everybody is welcome. Um, if you're a bit at a bit of a loose end, or you're feeling a bit fed up, or, you know, you just want to laugh for half an hour, come and join us um, via Instagram Live. I love that. I saw you advertise that yesterday, actually, and I was thinking, hmm, this looks cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I might even join myself if oh, I'm Oh, I'd free. love it if you came along. Is it, like a, is it like a room where you've got to be on camera, or is it just like you on camera and everyone's chatting? Is it like so a chat I'll, room kind of thing? I'll be on camera at first, um, uh-huh. and... Because that's, I'm not. Yeah, oh, I think I'm you not... can invite guests on and stuff, can't you? Like, you can like share the screen and things. I think you can share the screen, yeah. Um, I think for the first one, I'm, I'm not very technically minded. Um, <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> so I think I'll probably just do it me and see how yeah. it goes. People can just put the messages in the chat and yeah. then I'll relay lay them out to the group. Um, but if it sort of takes off, yeah, I might start having guests on, things like that. Could have you, you on. Could. It'll end up being a podcast before you know it. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Claire thank you so much for joining me today I really really do appreciate uh, the chat and it was lovely to catch up and if anyone does want to know more about Claire's blog My 40 Plus Life like I say the show notes uh, has all the links below so Claire thank you so much thank you it's been lovely talking to you I know it's been lush hasn't it (laughs) and yeah I'll see you all next week for another episode of Canny Crystals the podcast thanks very much guys bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.